Welcome to Bachelor Banter. A wine-induced podcast discussing all things bachelor and bachelorette. I'm one of your hosts, Jade, an absolute bachelor addict. And I'm the other host, Dave, a bachelor virgin. (laughs) Pour yourself a glass of whatever you enjoy and enjoy the show. Cheers. Hey there, Jade. We are back again. We have overcome the technical gremlins and we're ready to talk about Bachelor episode 12 and we're meeting the parents and this is the first of two parts. So where do you want to start today? So I thought that we should start with Bridget because she went first with the whole meet the parents thing. What did you think about her uh, first little one-on-one with Mark and then moving on to him meeting her parents? Well, what I found interesting, so what we saw from both girls was that they talked about not seeing Mark for a week. So I'm kind of wondering what happened in that week, because it also doesn't seem that they spent time with their parents, because they seem to be, you know, uh, newly surprised with them as well. So I don't know what they were doing for that week. But yeah, I thought, you know, we were in Durban, weren't we? So where Bridget's from. And she chose... where Mark's from. Oh, is that where he's from, is it? Yeah, it's where he's originally from, and now uh, they both live in Cape Town, so it's like ideal. Oh, the universe is all aligned. So, perfect. Now, she did choose a bit of bowling, which I think, you know, it seemed to be, Mark seemed to take that as a little bit of a kind of, you know, high school date kind of thing. But I kind of like a bit of bowling. That's that's what he said, isn't it? And I'm like, nah, it's a bit of fun. And so I think it started off quite fun. And, uh, yeah, they seem to have a bit of fun. And Mark's, he's got his muscles out. You know, he's trying to power the ball right down there, smash all the pins. Uh, but Bridget beats him. So, so I thought it was quite funny. And he seemed a little bit, you know, a little bit put out by that. But I don't know. I thought it was quite a nice, fun date. What did you think? I thought it was awesome. I mean, I I do get it from Mark's point of view that it's like, well, <laughs> the date you've chosen is something that friends could do, but I think you need to stop thinking about that and stop looking into that and realize that, you know, I mean, when I've had boyfriends in the past, I would like definitely go temping bowling with them and putt-putting and doing fun stuff. Like it's competitive, it's fun. I thought it was really, really great. And I loved seeing their, you know, their playful sides show through that and how they kind of became more affectionate towards each other and goofy and laughing during this day. I thought we really saw them shine together and I loved it. Yeah, and I thought even on that day, I thought we saw them grow as a couple because, you know, initially it is a fun thing. And if you were to not know anything about the show and you just came in there, you could read that either as a couple who are having a game of bowling or they could just be good friends and having a game of bowling. But it was when they got into the dinner afterwards that I thought it really started to ramp up on the romance side. I mean, I think I'd said last week that, you know, Mark doesn't really choose any words of romance when he speaks to Bridget. So he does nothing really to allay her fears that she's kind of being friend-zoned and he gets on with her really well, but it's kind of a sister relationship or best friend relationship type of thing. But in the dinner, you know, there was quite a lot of touching, there was quite a lot of eye contact, there was, you know, quite a lot of kissing. And I think we suddenly saw... I think Bridget break out of the friend zone. Yeah, definitely. Completely agree with you. 
Sold. Okay. <laughs> so, and I have to say, you know, Bridget looked fantastic in that dress. I think it really complemented her eyes really well. And it was a play suit. Oh, was it a play suit, was it? Well, it kind of looked... Get it right, I, Dave. I, I, you know what? There is a certain limit that I will be observant to on the dresses and stuff, and, and uh, you just spotted me there. So, yeah. Um, but when he actually got to meet meeting the parents, I mean, I can't help but feel, again, this is my first kind of Bachelor series. God, it's all so awkward, isn't it? Because, you know, he's got to meet the parents of four different girls, and, you know, they're all ready to give him a grill in. They're all looking out for their own daughter essentially and and friends and niece you know whatever that relationship is so i i think i quite like this though i think they were uh bridget's parents and her auntie and uncle were quite inquisitive about mark and his intentions and what have you but it seemed all fairly relaxed fairly playful i thought he answered the questions really well and yeah i i think you know the whole day from the bowling to, you know, playing about in the arcades for a bit, going on a romantic dinner date, meeting the parents afterwards. I think if I was to score all of that out of 10, I'd have to give it a 9 or 10. I don't think that Mark or Bridget could have done any more. Yeah, I think I really like the family dynamic that was, you know, evident in this date. It, You know, Mark really did fit in well with her family. And it was just the... You know, if you could imagine someone meeting your parents, it it's the ideal situation. Everything just went so perfectly. They gave him a grilling at the end. And I feel like maybe there he did get a little bit nervous, like he was stepping on a hot coal for a second when he was discussing his li- lifestyle with working overseas and stuff. But I think that he managed to save save himself and everyone loved him obviously she loves him she's definitely a smitten kitten there was this big kiss through their little dinner before the the meet the parents thing i i love her banter and i think that initially i thought yeah it was definitely platonic but i really saw them grow in this episode i feel like they got much more feely and affectionate towards each other and yeah, I just, I, I love it. I think they're absolutely lovely together. Yeah, and I have to say, it took me by surprise as well. You know, I'd said, I'm pretty sure I'd said in the last episode, you know, there is nothing outside of a friendship. Or, or probably, not that there is nothing, but rather I just hadn't seen anything. And then this was the one where they finally broke out of that. Now, I have to say, Bridget's mum, I think eventually thawed a bit to him. But I think her mum and her dad were a bit concerned, at least, you know, that Mark's like 36 mm-hmm. and he likes his traveling. And I think they're sort of, they're looking at it from the other side and they're like, well, you know, you can't just disappear to Mexico for four months if you, you know, if you're going to marry someone and start a family and what have you. So I thought it could go south a little bit that conversation you know you can see the dad is kind of being dadly <laughs> you know he's sort of very uh he wants to look after his little girl kind of thing but straight cut yeah i i think i think he did kind of win them over but i even i i must admit like I say I, I would score this whole experience a, a nine or a ten but i think if i was to 
focus on anything a little bit negative is, is to just wonder a little bit about where Mark's head is at. You know, he's on The Bachelor. He said, you know, before that he was ready to go off to Mexico, but because The Bachelor thing happened, you know, he's not doing that. But, you know, is he ready to settle down or is he kind of... <sighs> You know, is he still wanting to do a bit of traveling? If you if you have a little baby, can't disappear for four months. <laughs> you know, I there's a lot that I want to answer with what you just said. So with the with the whole like traveling thing, I think Bridget is the kind of girl, and I think her parents validated it is that she would travel with him. She is more of a, a free spirit. Definitely, like I think that that would that would be easy for her to you know, cater to. Whereas, you know, is Mark ready to settle down? Yeah, he's 36. I think he thinks he's at an age where he needs to. But is that, you know, the pressure of society and Mm -hmm. peer pressure in his age? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Uh, Or maybe he is ready, but maybe he's just not certain if he's found that one yet on the show. Who knows? Mm. I have no idea. Yeah. But like I say, I thought that was the moment where I thought, you know, things could go south. They seemed to be unconvinced by his initial answers about what he was doing and, you know, about his traveling. But like I say, in the end, he kind of won them over, I think. And, you know, his mum in particular seemed quite happy, you know, with him. And and definitely, I would say, out of the two dates tonight or or the two meeting of the parents, I think this one was the, the winner for me. Yeah. So, I mean, oh, let's go on to Jessica R, shall we? Yay! <laughs> she says with a raging enthusiasm. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, th- I think, you know, there was initially a, a great question that was that was put to Jess about, you know, what do they think, you know, Mark was asking, what, what do they think, that goes really well with between them two. And Jess was saying that, you know, she feels like her and Mark chat really easily. And what did she say? It was something like she, that they're both a bit goofy and a bit silly. And I don't They've got know common about, interests. Yeah, I don't know about you, Jade, but I don't really see the same thing that Jess R is seeing, to be honest. I, I do not doubt for a second there is there is a connection between the two of them. But the words that she's speaking about why they connect, I don't recognize. You you know what I'm struggling with is, so obviously we know this is a reality TV show. There are going to be things that are cut out. So we don't see everything. It is edited. I just don't see their connection. But it's clear when they come together on screen the way they are around each other, that there is a connection. But what makes that grow, I have no idea. She's she's really hard to pin down with, you know, saying things like, oh, no, she's goofy, when really all we've ever seen is this sour face <sighs> ass. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I guess that connection happened a lot earlier, didn't it? And, you know, they they got to spend quite a lot of time with each other. And then after that, you know, Jess R was with Mark doing the talent show, mm. which I know a lot of the girls didn't like. And I think that connection formed really early. But then since then, I think she's sort of felt like she's in pole position and felt like Mark's hit, hers. 
And yeah. uh, since then, all the fun seems to have gone south and, and kind of we're left with someone who, who's more kind of almost motherly at times. You know, when, we, when they went for the bungee jump, you know, she was going on about him not putting suntan on again and stuff. And, and you know, I think the, the other side to this, and I must admit, I did feel a bit sorry. I, I, it felt uncomfortable that when they were talking about how you handle conflict, I think Jess wanted to say more to Mark than she actually did. You know, it was kind mm. of a leading question. She asked him how he dealt with conflict. And he was saying, you know, he ran away. But I think she was asking the question more to speak about herself and the way she acted in the house. So definitely in the last few weeks, you know, when we've seen her alienated from the group, she has just kind of clammed up, you know, and and her expression sort of tells the whole story about how she's feeling. She's not happy. She's not willing to engage in banter. She just sees it like she's being bullied. And again, I think there's a fine line there. So I think she asked the question more to talk about herself and her experience in the house. And so I think she got to do that. Well, we do have uh, one of our our listeners from Instagram. She says um, her name is uh, Jenna. So her Instagram handle is the.jenna.diaries. She said... I think Jess has been very unfairly portrayed because the girls decided to gang up against her and it's negatively impacted the public opinion of her. She deserves better and to be able to prove her qualities rather than to be judged on on hearsay. Hmm. So what do you think about that? I think, you you know, and I see this with uh, the Love Island show as well, that quite often we, we all come with a certain amount of baggage and so when we watch these real people enact this this weird kind of dating show, we kind of think about our own experiences as well and bring them to what we're watching. So it's not just purely about what we're watching. It, it It's us as well. We're in the mix as viewers. And I think there's a lot of people who will definitely feel sorry for Jess R because of the way she was alienated from the group And, you know, it it was uncomfortable to watch, to be honest, quite a lot of it. The flip side of that, that I'll say is kind of a lot of it was self-inflicted as well. You know, she seemed to want, she seemed to be okay at dishing it out, but then, you know, it got a bit too much when she had to take it back the other way. So I can, I can see it both ways. She's definitely, you know, she's just a, a regular person, isn't she? She's not a, the villain of the piece. She's not, you know, a terrible person. It's just, I think, after, you know, that day, after the talent show, she just kind of separated herself from the group and I, I think just didn't come off very well. You know, she she had some some not very nice traits and... and you know, she's got no poker face. So when she's not happy, you can definitely see that kind of sour scowl that she's got, you know. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I can definitely see it both ways. I mean, what what do you think? It, it's it's a tough one. Like, you know, I felt like when she asked Mark, so they went to Spear Winery for their date, which is one of my favorite wineries. Absolutely love it there. She asked him, they they set out this lovely little picnic blanket 
and wine and snacks and stuff. And he said, she said, how do you handle conflict? Which is a really weird question to ask just before he's about to meet her family. It was almost like setting him up to say that the family was going to be conflicty. You know? Well, again, so I think, though, what I was thinking was more that she just wanted to talk about how she was behaving in the house. Yeah. So it was a question that she didn't really care to be what the answer was. It was, I want to get it off my chest. I know I probably didn't come across the best, you know, in the house, but actually mm-hmm. I just kind of closed down and, you know, so I was a bit, I don't know, just not at my best, not chirpy and carefree and what have you. I was just a bit kind of scowly and grumpy, you know. So I I think that was her motivation for asking that question, to be honest. What do you think about the fact that she hasn't been in love for 10 years? I think, remind me how old Jess R is. God it's, knows. It, it seems mean, like, I mean, she's 20, she isn't acts. she? So. She acts like she's about 45. <laughs> yeah. So I, I find it a very strange kind of statement. I, I don't know. I, I I think I've said this before, that when, when I watch Love Island, people talk and they use words to convey a message about themselves. So it, it's some data point about themselves that they want other people to believe. So in the last season, the UK season six, uh, there was a chap in there called Callum, and he proudly told everyone that he hasn't had a girlfriend before. Now, this guy's a brilliant-looking lad from Manchester, got body of a Greek Adonis, and you're thinking, that doesn't make sense. And then in a challenge a bit later on, it transpires that, well, he slept with over 100 women. So... He's trying to convey a message that, you know, he's not had any girlfriends, but, you know, clearly he's had all these physical relationships. And you would have thought, surely they can't have been all one night stands, you know? So I just think sometimes the words that people use are intentionally misleading. Let me put it that way. So I can't believe, even if she's not really been madly in love you know movie hollywood style romance and whatever swept off her feet i can't believe she's not had some relationships where she's had some kind of feelings in 10 years she's not 55 you know so yeah i kind of call bullshit on that to be honest what what do you think i mean it it seems like a long time considering she's not that old well so it seems like she may be a little bit younger than me um, she is 28, according to the website I just brought up. That could be wrong, so don't <laughs> quote me on that. But The yeah. internet's never wrong. So, so 28, <laughs> so she's saying she's only ever been in love when she was 18. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's probably not quite right. I think what what is it you call you know you're an author what what is it you call it um like an unreliable narrator mm-hmm. I think that sort of phrase springs to mind right now to be honest mm-hmm. it doesn't it doesn't really ring true to me but what what do you think to I mean Jade what would your sexiest fruit be I really am so glad you brought this up <laughs> so Mark says to her 
so the sexiest fruit is what, what do you think it is and she's like a banana and I was like <laughs> oh my god and that was like funny enough and I was like oh that's hilarious great great that's like the best thing from the season so far but then it goes on and he's like oh no you've got to get your mouth all the way around a peach the peach is the sexiest one but getting your mouth the whole way around a peach like what are you implying Mark <laughs> There was a whole, a whole different level to the conversation that was going on. I was like, "Whoa, this is this is R-rated shit right here." <laughs> well, all, all I'll say is, if Jess R's favorite most uh, sexy fruit is a banana, maybe that is the missing piece to the uh, problem. That is, why has she not been in love for ten years? But <laughs> I think you know, don't you typically say an asparagus? But even an asparagus, that's that's just because the way it looks, isn't it? But I always thought. I always thought when you referred to a peach, it was meant to be a bottom. Me but, too. But then when the, the way Mark was talking about it, it kind of made me think that it was something else. Well, it does. Now that you make me think about it, it does kind of resemble, you know, the, the tip of a... Um... A lady garden. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. What, a peach? <laughs> A peach, you know how it's got like that little thing in the middle, and they like it. The little cleft. Oh, we're still talking about the male pieces here. Yes. All right. Okay. So I was talking about the less the the back bottom and and more like the front bottom. (laughs) No, I'm pretty sure Mark is thinking about it as in like that's the tip of the penis. Oh, right. Okay. So, so what did he say? He said, get, you've got to get your mouth all around. Oh, my word. Mark, yeah. you naughty little boy. That's exactly <laughs> what he said. And that's why I was just like mouth hanging open in front of the TV going, I'm so glad the kids aren't watching this. <laughs> Do you think there's an edit where like he's deep throating a banana or something? No, let, let's change what? the subject. <laughs> okay, this is going to be way too far now. What on earth is going on? Uh, I need more wine for this. Well, I think, yeah, we're we're a little bit further gone, aren't we? We've been to Australia. We've had a lovely kind of yellowtail Cabernet Sauvignon. We've had some Amarillo, 80-year-old Spanish wine. And so, yeah, I think uh, you probably need more, but I think I'm all right. (laughs) Clearly. Anyway, anyway. So, so. when uh, when they meet the parents for Jess R, and they also meet her best friend, uh, Melissa, as well, who's, who's kind of got her back there, this, again, didn't feel awful. It just didn't quite feel as, as relaxed as uh, meeting Bridget's parents and family. So, I mean, what, what did you make to that? So, yeah, so Jess R introduced him to you know her parents melissa and i'm gathering was it melissa's parents that were also there i'm not so sure uh, it, it was another friend so jess r had said like a, a friend melissa would be there and then her other friend was there as well whose name i didn't write down so she didn't oh. really say much it, it was like a mother, it was more people. kind of um Melissa, though, who was giving him a bit of a grilling, you know, so the parents didn't give him, <laughs> the parents didn't seem that bothered. Um, 
But Melissa was the one asking, you know, what are your intentions? Actually, she asked, like, what are your intentions? And then... I think that was a joke. Yeah. And then she said, please don't answer that question. (laughs) Yeah. So, but, so Mark said to, um, he said to Jess that he doesn't want a relationship where they're constantly fighting, which obviously I don't think anyone does. It's toxic. It's horrible. Just don't do it. But then she's like, she goes to her family. And I think this was really maybe over-dramatized in the preview where we thought we were going to get this super spicy moment where Mm. Jessica went to her family and was like, you know, I was ignored for the first few weeks or something. And then she like shoved her finger in his face to shut him up. But really what it was was just, like you know friendly banter so i was like oh okay so it wasn't that bad they they have this funny kiss before they meet the family and she bites his lip quite quite viciously um which is kind of kinky so i think she's really trying to like get her it was all that yeah but i i just didn't feel it like i felt with bridget like honestly I I think I said in the last episode I think Bridget might go home next, but now I'm thinking no Bridget's far surpassed where where Jess R is. But anyway, so Jess R and Mark are kissing, and she then it zooms into after you know after the kiss. And Jess R says to the camera, oh, she never wanted to stop kissing him. Then it zoomed in onto, like, this bird flying off of a rock, looking horrified at the fact that they're kissing. And I was like, <laughs> oh, my God, even the bird's fucking off because their kiss is that atrocious. Like, it's not right. Stop kissing Jess R. She's not right for you. Stop it. No, I, I think that's the bottom line, isn't it? Again, I don't think she's a malicious person uh, as such. They definitely played it up, didn't they, in the preview? They definitely led us to believe that, you know, she was a bit off with him. And he, he had been concentrating on the other girls for the last couple of weeks. But the whole thing, you know, stopping him, cutting him off, it was. It was just a bit of playful banter. So I, I didn't think there was anything wrong with that at all. But... Again, I think these guys, they had their early connection. There is something there. There are feelings there from both sides. But I just mm-hmm. I just don't feel it with this couple at all. I, I think, honestly, hand on heart, I think Jess R is going to be the next person going home. So, honestly, though, do you... Tell me if you agree with me. Did you think that Melissa, Jess R's best friend, was flirting with Mark? One hundred percent. She had, was like, "What the fuck?" She was almost. She was like, she was a bachelorette, you know. She was. She had very wide eyes, and you know the way she was talking, and yeah, there was definitely a lot of flirting there. She was giving him the big goo goo eyes. They were having a private chat, and honestly, I wish I could like say to Jess, "Ah, babe, be very careful there." Yeah, I mean, she'd have to have some kahunas on her to 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 do that on you know when she's being filmed and stuff. So I think it's I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt there that it's just the way she came across. Um, but yeah, she definitely came across quite flirty there. Yeah. 
So I think that's probably it. So, you know, we've got two out of the four dates. We've got a little bit of a preview. So we know that Mark's going to meet Gillian's uh, parents. And uh, Mauricia. And Mauricia as well, of course. So, you know, uh, we're halfway through. I mean, predictions. Where do you think this is going to go? I was all for either Bridget or Gillian going home next. <sighs> um, I am now going to say... After so next week is obviously the next two girls' hometowns, and one girl is going to go home from there. I'm going to say it's Gillian because as as much as I love her, I think she's absolutely fantastic, wonderful, friendly, lovely, gorgeous, stunning, all the words you could possibly describe a person as. She's that, but I think from the preview we've seen the family dynamic would not work with with Mark. I think it's it's far too, I don't know how to say this without it coming across bad, but... Well, her, her mum comes across quite homely, doesn't she? She's you know. very conservative almost. Yeah, and so, you know, whereas Mark, you know, he likes his travelling and, you know, a bit more progressive possibly. I I, I know what you're saying there. I think, and and added to that, you know, Gillian said that, well, if someone doesn't get on with my mum, it's game over. You know, there's mm. there's not even a discussion after that. So that that's quite a statement. And so I, I don't know. I, I'm not going to discount her, um, but I can definitely see where you're coming from. Whereas if people didn't get along with my family, I'd just high five them. <laughs> Harsh. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. You love them. I do. Um, they know I'm joking. They love me. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow. But yeah. I don't I, know why they do. But. <laughs> don't be silly. Of course, it's obvious why. <laughs> so, I mean, I think, you know, there is so much. I think we saw from the preview, you know, I, I think there is going to be not much. There's not much that Mauricia can do wrong, I don't think, at this stage. You know, to mm. to count herself out. The only... Well, we've already we've already seen the you know the rock climbing wall climbing thing where he's like, oh, that's a nice view of her like clambering up and just a lovely view of her bum. Is he, is he like nice cookie? <laughs> it should have been. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I the only doubt in my mind about Mark and Mauricia. And we see it from the preview for next week. He mentions her age again, you know, and the fact that she is a bit younger. And we'd said last week about the fact that she does want to go out and she wants to do all the traveling that Mark's already done. And so... But Mark wants to travel too. That's what I don't get. Yeah. Well, again, I think I mentioned it before. I'm just not sure what Mark's motivations are in terms of where he is in life. You know, does it... Maybe he's just... Not everyone has to have kids. Maybe it's just one of those where he wants to kind of meet a partner, a life partner, get married, and then that's it. And they'll travel the world for the next 30 years and and be happy doing it. So, yeah, I'm not going to presuppose what his main motivations are. But I've just got a feeling that next week we're going to see the age gap between them two come up a a little bit more. Mm. And only because... It's been showed in the preview. Now, I saw, we saw with Jess R, the whole finger in the air to 
kind of cut him off was just misleading. And so it could be one of those as well with, with Mark and Mauricio. But I still think I, I'm still going to have for my top two, I'm going to stick. I'm going to be consistent with what I said last week. Mauricio and Gillian, I'm sticking with them. But I think Bridget played a blinder today. And I think, yeah, if anyone was going to get into the top two, I think it would be Bridget. And you know what? I think they make a pretty good couple. I honestly, at this stage, as much as I love... So now my top two, I always thought Jessel would make it to the final, but now I think she's fucked it for herself. I think a Mauricia and Bridget finale. And as much as I love Mauricia, and I think Mark and Mauricia are lovely together... Bridget, I think, would make him so happy on so many levels. I, you know, I don't know about you know the the physical connection. I mean, he says that their attraction is growing and all that, and I really, truly hope it is because together they just light up a room. You know, when when they come on to the camera and they start goofing around and you know, tossing a fucking ten pin bowling ball around the room and <laughs> laughing at themselves. I just start smiling and I'm just like, wow, they are so nice together. Yeah, no, I can't disagree with that. And and like I say, the missing ingredient for me before was I just didn't see any evidence of anything romantic, but we definitely saw that tonight. So I, like I say, I'm sort of being half stubborn as well to stick to what I said last week. Um, But yeah, I, I wouldn't be that surprised if, if, um, Bridget ended up going to the final. Yeah. Awesome. Now, Jade, if anyone wanted to get in contact with us, how would they get in contact with us? So you can email us on Gmail under bachelorbandpodcast at gmail.com for any direct queries you might have. Because, you know, we're we're getting famous now. <laughs> well, <laughs> podcast famous. No, it's brilliant, isn't it? Because we're, we're like, a, this is the first time we've been recording since, you know, we've been a month old. It's been a fantastic month, hasn't it? You know, we've had so much interaction. We've, you know, had connections. We got to talk to a couple of the girls. So, Caniso and Melissa last week. It's been absolutely brilliant. And so, absolutely loving it at the minute. And the only sad thing is... The season's going to finish soon. <laughs> I know. And then we're going to have to move on to a different, you know, probably American season. And I'm just hoping that the South African people will stick around and carry on listening to us. No, that'd be awesome. But, I mean, I think they're going to show some uh, older seasons, aren't they? Yeah, but it's still not easy for South Africans to get to them. Yeah. You know, a, a lot of South Africans being from South Africa, like... Yeah. You don't have the whole catch-up thing just available to you. Like, you've Mm -hmm. got to find out where to get it. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, hopefully we we can look for some of the reality TV to cover, you know. Well, this is Bachelor Bantic. We're going to do in lockdown. (laughs) That's what your other podcast is for, the CD reality cast. Yeah, of course. So, yeah, if, if you want to listen, I mean, we're going through Single Town at the minute, so we've got episode four to watch, haven't we, that one? And it's a bit kind of Temptation Island, so you've got these couples, they've all got together, and then they say they're split up, and they're going on dates with lots of other singles, but they're not really split up, so it's all it's very weird. weird, yeah. Very weird, and a lot of drama, 
and we love it. <laughs> yeah, we did have a few people. I, I posted on Instagram today and uh, said that I really like Bridget and Mark together. So Jess underscore Lee dot one said that she completely agrees. That date was amazing. I brought them close, close together for sure. Um, Miss underscore MB underscore banger. Banger. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Banger. Awesome word. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't agree more. It started out as friends and I'm hoping it ends with a happily ever after. Um, and then Jilly underscore Craig said the chemistry between Mark and Bridget is amazing. I hope she gets the ring because, you know, all the other girls so far have all gotten jewellery, but Bridget hasn't received anything. So that's a fair point. What do you think? Yeah, no. So he might be saving the best to last, might he? Um, I, I don't know. You know, given the rose, it, it's an obviously symbolic thing, you know, with the whole game. I, I don't know what giving jewellery really is. Is that just a bit more than a rose? I, I don't know. It's very romantic, I think. If a man gives you jewellery, it's like quite special. Yeah, I mean, of course, but I'm in the real world, yes. But I mean, this is a weird ass game show, isn't it? So, <laughs> I, I, where you've got a guy and he's, you know, whittled down all of these other women, and uh, you know, he's now got it down to a, a nice, nice, neat number of four. So, oh. yeah, I, I don't know in that context what giving jewelry really means. Well, then we've also got um, Mrs. Underscore D underscore Wet, and she replied to my comment saying that I thought that the you know the connection between Bridget and Mark was amazing. She said chemistry, and then like a dozen laughing faces. She almost ate him alive while kissing him. This lockdown is getting to people's heads. Jessa, Gillian, yes, yes, yes. Stunning young suits Mark. So clearly someone does not think British is the one. And it's either Jessa or Gillian. Yeah. And what was that name? That was another slightly... What was the name? Mrs. underscore D underscore wet, which could be also vet, I think. All oh, right, okay, okay. I thought we were getting back to the fruit talk. So, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. And did we have any more? We, we seem to get loads of interaction from Instagram. There was one more um, from Alexandra underscore de underscore fretas, who said, hoping for a Bridget and Mark fairy tale ending. That would be that, cool. You know, we, we did that poll a few days ago on our Instagram, and my goodness golly gracious me there were so many bridget supporters i mean it's definitely nailed down to a mauricia bridget standoff in my opinion yeah and, and jillian and jess are had some you know supporters didn't they but definitely overriding was bridget and mauricia were the names that seem seemed to keep coming up again and again and so no that was absolutely fantastic to get all that interaction and jade I actually do have an Apple podcast review to read out as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and this is from the UK store, and it says, Great show, and Dave is no virgin. Um, bit harsh. So it says, Great show, guys. Really interesting and laid back. Dave is no virgin with the show now. 
Keep up the good work, and why don't you watch one of the Housewives shows next, maybe Cheshire. And I have a funny feeling I know who that one's from. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> that. I am not watching the Housewives of anything, especially not the Housewives of Cheshire, because we tried one, and it was the biggest pile of bollocks I've ever seen. That is half an hour I'll never get back in my life, and uh, your life as well, and yep. Yeah. Absolutely not doing any of those shows. But thank you for the review. So that is awesome. Now, Jade, it's been fantastic to speak to you again. I can't believe we've got one whole week to wait, but then I kind of want it to come quickly, but then kind of don't want it to be over as well. So it's been lovely to talk to you again. We need to top up on some wine, and I'll speak to you next time. See you next time. <laughs> Bye. Bye.